0: Alright, so Stab, we're really excited to have you on uh, Little Fish on Joy 94.9.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Good stuff. So with Blue Juice, you've had two ARIA nominations, number one on Rage 50 last year, multiple appearances on the Triple J Hottest 100. I'd say that you guys were shaping up to be one of Australia's big musical success stories. So, um, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's done alright. Hey. Eh? Yeah,
0: fantastically. So, where did you guys come from? In the we came from the streets, man.
1: We came from the streets. <laughs> no, we um, we look. We've been around for almost nine years now, so we've been around a while. And I guess we're just a you know shitty like pub jam band for you know to begin with, and then we started rehearsing, and then we got other gigs and. You know slowly slowly things just kind of started to to um to kind of build up for us and and then yeah obviously like some of the successes on alternative radio and stuff like that really kind of helped the band and Vitriol was one of the songs that in particular kind of made a a big change for the band like suddenly we were playing festivals and you know there were there were kind of things going on for us that that we hadn't experienced before and so yeah when you kind of read out that list of all that stuff it's even though I realise it's all happened, it's, <laughs> it is kind of weird to think that it has.
0: Yeah, when you see it on paper. You've done all the big festivals. I mean, you, you did Big Day Out, this, you did Splendour in the Grass. Yeah. What was it like performing like with all those um international
1: acts? Well, it's kind of funny. I mean, you, you sort of don't notice, per se, that you're performing with all of these international acts. Aside from backstage, you realise that, you know... All of a sudden, um, you know, the you know guys from Muse are standing there, or like you're watching sort of stage with like Lily Allen. You're watching, you know, Passion Pit, or blah 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 blah. So it's it's like it's kind of when you're doing your performance, you're not thinking about it that you're doing it with all these other bands. But then when you take time out from it and you go, oh shit, well all these people are around. That's um yeah. that's when you kind of pinch yourself and go, okay, like <laughs> we're obviously uh, you know playing something pretty big like I know at Sydney big day out when we um when we were like sort of sitting right at the back of the stadium and you know watching Diddy Rascal I sort of lent in to Jake and uh mind you we'd had a couple of hash cookies anyway (laughs) that's about the point um I sort of lent in to him and went look man it's pretty amazing but do you realize we just played on that stage and there must have been like 30 thousand people just like jellyfishing around going mental to the Dizzy rascals. So, oh totally. Pretty cool. Pretty
0: cool. That would be like amazing. In the at the Melbourne Big Day out I was I was actually there, um, fairly yeah, up the back and um just like you guys were there, everyone was um You know, all the the huge acts were on stage, and I was hanging around with a bunch of uh, friends I know that were in bands, and they were just saying, you know, man, that's going to be us, that's going to be us, and (laughs) it's so true. Like, you guys have set the precedent that you can come from pub rock to Big Day Out, and I just think that's fantastic. I remember
1: being on the, I remember being, I, um... I, weirdly, I won this competition to go to the big, all the big day outs a few years ago, and the reason that I won it, it was because of my 25 words or less was because I want my band to play the big day out, and I want to go see all of them to see what it's like. And then, <laughs> like, literally, we we're playing it the next year as a one-off, and then two years later, we did the whole tour. So I, I, I have been that person in that band, watching, going, I would love to do this because I reckon we would do this really well. So yeah. Tell your friend that's in the band to stay in the band
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will I will I mean I think that's just that's a mad story I mean <laughs> 25 words or less and then like a few years later you're at the big day out
1: yeah and actually playing it its, it's yeah it's like amazing
0: that's that's the, the musical dream <laughs> or whatever you want to call it I love your film clips. I just think that they're so good. I know you've won awards for them. I know that Vitriol won, um, you know, the number one best clip at Sunscreen Video Awards, and you got an Aria nomination for Broken Leg. How do you come up with these ideas?
1: Well, usually, I mean, you know, it's, it's a pretty combined process. I mean, uh, with the band and also with Sam Bennett, our director, but I guess there's just... looks. you know, Sammy, um, who's an old friend of the band, you know, he doesn't get paid for doing these clips right and for that very reason he's like look if if I'm not getting paid because I'm your mate then we better do really really good clip and this has to be a really good idea <laughs> yeah and originally when we had you know n- you know no money at all with Vitriol and reductionist to do these clips we were like you know how are we going to make a great idea out of you know crappy like You know kind of dv filming and home video stuff footage and stuff and now um with the latest clips you know obviously with the label you know helping us out and stuff um we like we still didn't want to like drop off in terms of the challenge of thinking of really good ideas that people would want to see and then pass around and stuff so i guess it's just you know really not settling for just some you know crappy performance clip that's really boring and yeah. is, is the same as every other clip that you've you know seen before, so you know just trying to trying to have the ideas be original really is is some um, is the main thing
0: yeah, that skipping one was so cool i mean did you did you actually have to learn to skip like are you all um pro skippers
1: <laughs> no, we're well, not pro skippers, but we <laughs> did train for six weeks. Three three hours at a time and three days a week for yeah for those six weeks. So it did not mean we were very good. To be honest, we were terrible still. But um, you know that's the that's the beauty of having great editors and great post production team because <laughs> <laughs> then they can just make it look amazing.
0: But then of course there's the the benefit of you know if someone asks you what you're doing today, you just I've got skipping rehearsal and it's like that's your job. You know you have to go and learn to skip for three hours a day. And I think that that'd be like the ultimate lifestyle.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it is, it is. look, there are much worse jobs out there and I've had some of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been like. there.
0: That's awesome. Um, so you've actually got huge plans uh, for this year. I mean, you've got, you're on the Ain't Telling the Truth tour and um got a few more festivals this year. You're doing one night stand.
1: Yeah, which will be cool. I mean, it's... Um, It's always like a nice honour to be asked by the the Jays guys to be doing something like that. Um, But also, we've never been to Alice Springs, so it's kind of cool on both fronts. And I imagine there will be a little bit of um, partying after the show as well, which will be cool.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I think that's really cool, you know, just that you go out and play in rural towns. You still do uh, the the Monash Uni O Week and all the all the um really local gigs i mean you're on my radio show <laughs> and i think that's really cool that you still uh stay connected to you know wh- your roots and stuff and then just go off and play splendor in the grass or something
1: no well you know, i think it's really in, like if you're going to tour australia it's important to tour it properly you know and and um and actually pay attention to not just like you know capital cities and stuff but try and get everywhere i mean the difficulty half the time is actually just being able to afford to go to more, you know, kind of regional centres and stuff. And, you know, there's always the worry that people won't turn up. But, you know, the good thing is, for us at least, is that we have had the benefit in the last few years of some songs on radio and some reasons for people to show up to shows. So we haven't, like, just totally burned ourselves by going to regional areas. It's been, they've been really enjoyable experiences as well. So it's kind of good.
0: What else are you up to this year?
1: Um, well, Being on the Truth Tour is the main next priority. Also writing towards the third record and hopefully going overseas in um, in May sometime and just seeing what overseas folks think of the end.
0: Awesome. Well, I just wanted to ask you, because a lot of our listeners and stuff are in local bands, where you came from, and I'd just like to ask, you know, for, for someone that's actually made it, what advice you could give them? Because, as we all know, the music scene is not an easy one to crack into.
1: Um, look, I think... I think the, diff, the big difference between the first six years, you know, plus of the band and then the last sort of two to three um, for us has been the songwriting, like just keep writing. You've got to keep writing songs. You've got to keep listening to heaps of different songs. And, you know, if, you, if you're actually trying to be a band that has songs on the radio, then you've got to listen to a lot of radio or a lot of radio songs and kind of absorb them all and see what, you know, what works and what doesn't. Um, the other thing is, just, you know, I guess just kind of staying together as a band yeah, is that the other hard, big yeah. challenge, you know, because, you know, uh, inherently when you're with a group of people that whole time, people can be a pain in the ass and it's easy to just forget about it. And then, like, ultimately on the other side of things, you know, um, but, you know, aside from the songs and obviously sticking with it is, like, you know, I think Mick Jagger, w- like, once said that you've got to always be 50% artist and 50% manager. So like just you know, really try and learn as much as well about all that kind of managerial side and how to take care of yourselves because you know, when you start getting a team around you, you don't want to be dicked around and it's important to kind of know what a good and a bad job is of, you know, of a manager and a label and you know, all those kinds of industry you know, folks as well. So by doing it as much yourself as possible, um, you'll learn all those things.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic advice because I know so many people just get ripped off. So anyway, that's about all we have time for, right? I think you got back-to-back interviews today.
1: I I think I do. Yeah. So thanks very much for having me on. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy.